Make the choice to begin anywhere in your life, and the journey has started. We exist more than just to educate. We exist to also revitalize. And along the way, you can inspire others and be inspired. But now there's a new generation of scholars, and I am among them. If you really want to know who you are and what you are capable of, Howard is the choice for you. Take a moment. Listen to the stories by joining the president of Howard University, Dr. Wayne A.I. Frederick, and his guest on The Journey. Howard University is widely regarded as a leader in STEM fields, and our College of Medicine is respected around the world for its legacy of training competent, and compassionate physicians to serve the medically underserved. My guest on this program has been helping to build on that legacy over the past year, guiding the future of the anatomy department through strategic planning, faculty recruitment and retention, and growth of research funding. Hello, my name is Dr. Wayne Frederick, and my guest today on the journey is Dr. Byron Ford, the chair of the Department of Anatomy, and the M. Wharton Young Endowed Chair in Anatomy. Dr. Ford, welcome to the journey. Thank you for having me. So it's been a year since you've uh, been here at the university, but we, I want to go back a bit uh, to your more formative years, and maybe you could tell us a bit about your family and the town you grew up in. Sure. Uh, I'm from Grambling, Louisiana, which is the home of Grambling State University, a, a well-known HBCU. And so uh, my normal was uh, seeing uh, black people in power. So the mayor was African-American, the, the pres college president, the deans, all of those uh, folks were African-American. So seeing black people in power was my normal. And uh, I grew up there, uh, the oldest of four boys. Uh, and my uh, parents had large families. My father had 13 brothers and sisters. And my mother had uh, 24, 23 brothers and sisters. So same parents, huge reunions. <laughs> I can absolutely imagine. So what was your schooling like? And, and what got you interested or on the road to, to science? Did it start early at elementary school? What, what was that like? So it started early. Um, when, I remember when, when I grew up, my family uh, had us all these little books where you could put a picture and you put your report card and all those things, and I still have it. And uh, in kindergarten, I wanted to be a fireman. And then every year since, I wanted to be a doctor. So let, let, let's dig into your graduate program and you say, well, which graduate program you enrolled in, and then we'll get into some details about your research activity. So, so I, I, I enrolled in the, the a program at Meharry Medical College. And it was because my mentor, uh, Jim Townsell, uh, was someone who I saw as a second father figure type. And that's mm -hmm. sort of what I needed at that point in my career. At that time, there were other um, colleges that were trying to get me to go into their uh, uh, PhD programs. These were uh, PWI schools. I know uh, mm -hmm. uh, Tulane, which was in my state, was trying to convince me to come, even though I made the decision to go to uh, Meharry. And I went there and visited with them, but when it came down to it, Meharry is where I want it to be because that was the type of mentoring that I wanted. Probably give us the specifics of what you were researching while you were in your grad program and then probably the specifics of what uh, you were researching once you joined that particular, the, the next lab. So in my uh, graduate lab, we were looking at how uh, neurons um, or nerve cells interact with each other. And so we used a, a model called a horseshoe crab. And we were looking for a specific transporter in uh, nerve cells that would take back a, uh, a particular uh, neurotransmitter called acetylcholine, which is broken down and its precursors taken back up. And so we were looking at how that functions because no one had discovered uh, the particular transporter that it works with, and so we were looking for that. Uh, we, we did not complete those studies and find out what that transporter was when I was in graduate school, but it did help to guide me to the next step that I would be looking at uh, 
in my postdoctoral lab, which interestingly was not a neuroscience project. It, because I was looking at a particular type of receptor in, um, in brain cells called a, an acetylcholine receptor, we started looking at, in my research, how that was functioning in the heart. Mm. And part of that was because there were knockouts for this molecule called neuregulin that this lab had discovered, and they all died as embryos from heart failure. And so my role was to look at why the heart was not developing properly so that these animals did not live. And when you say knockout, meaning animals that did not have the gene. Yeah, so they were genetically engineered so that they didn't make, make that particular right. gene. Right, uh, that was fascinating. So you get to the postdoc lab, you're working more on the impact on the heart versus the brain, but obviously learning a lot of techniques. Mm -hmm. um, how long were you in that lab for your postdoc research activity, and then what did you do after that? So when I, when I, I joined uh, Jerry Fishbach's lab at Harvard, mm -hmm. I was there with him for three years, and then he left to become director of the National Institute for Neurological Disorders and Stroke here at the NIH. And so I moved with him, and I was there with him for uh, a subsequent two years. And there, with all of the work that I was doing uh, in, in neuroscience in, in my graduate studies, and then the work that I was doing in the cardiovascular system, in my postdoctoral studies, in 2000, he actually got another job, and he <laughs> moved to become the dean of the medical school at Columbia. And so I had a choice to either go with him or I could start to look for my first faculty position. And I wanted something more independent, and so an oppor opportunity came for me to go to Morehouse School of Medicine. And I, I went there, and I wanted to find somewhere where I could combine that expertise in neuroscience and cardiovascular physiology. Mm -hmm. And so stroke was the natural marriage. So it's, a, it's of course, a, a, a disorder of blood flow to the brain. And so, and, and what happens is brain cells die. And so I wanted to understand both the, the vascular side as well as the, the neuronal side to see how we could develop a treatment. How long um, was your uh, tenure at Morehouse? <clears throat> so I was there for 14 years. Okay. So, um, was there, uh, went up the ranks to full professor, and uh, in my last two years there, I was uh, the vice chair of the department. Okay. And so uh, my, my mentor there, Peter McLeish, who's mm -hmm. the department chair, yeah. uh, supported me in that. I think he, he must have seen something in me right. and, and <laughs> wanted me to be the vice chair. And then for a year, uh, he went on a, a, a mini sabbatical. Right. And so I was the interim chair while he's away, while he yeah. was away. You know, uh, you served a year in that role, and you were the vice chair, and you know, what were you thinking in terms of career-wise? There are lots of younger people, graduate students, who listen to uh, this program, and uh, one of the things we try to do is so really explain to them what are these, you know, kind of, uh, I would say, uh, the choices in your journey that make you pick one or the other and why. And so what was your thought process at that time in terms of what, what you were going to do next? Well, my, my thought process was that I absolutely did not want to be a chair. Right. <laughs> so, so here I am. So I, I did not want to be a chair at that time. Um, being a chair, uh, you have to pay attention to everyone else's issues, and you kind of, in some ways, have to put what you're doing on the back burner. And so my research was still extremely important to me. And we were at the point where the, 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 the compound, the neuregulin that we talked about previously, mm -hmm has we've completed the preclinical studies to the point where we're ready to start moving towards clinical trial right and unfortunately at at Meharry, i mean at morehouse school of medicine 
we didn't have the, the clinical trial expertise or the partnerships that I could develop with the clinical side in order to get it there. And so uh, the opportunity came uh, with uh, University of California Riverside School of Medicine. And I have a wonderful uh, clinical partner there who's a, a stroke neurologist. And we've actually formed a company and we're moving that towards clinical trials. So at that time I was sort of guided by my desire to move the research forward. Yeah. But uh, I guess over, over time, I start to move more in an administrative role in addition to that. You're listening to The Journey. My guest today is Dr. Byron Ford, Chair of the Department of Anatomy and the holder of the M. Wharton Young Endowed Chair in Anatomy at Howard University. So you were against being a chair. <laughs> um, and obviously we recruited you very aggressively to join us. What has changed your mind about the chair position? I think this process changed my mind. Uh, even when I was at uh, UC Riverside, uh, I, I, b before I left, I was the, the associate dean for medical education. And so uh, I oversee the, the, the preclinical medical curriculum. Mm -hmm. And my dean asked me if I was interested in being chair. As, as a career direc uh, direction, I said, absolutely not. <laughs> I do not want to be a chair. But uh, coincidentally, the, I was reached out to by a search firm about this chair position at Howard. And I think I still didn't want to be a chair at that point, but, but I was really enamored by Howard. And so I said, okay, might as well uh, take a look at it. And as I started to, to talk to people and, and realize some of the opportunities, it became very, very interesting to me to become a chair. Right. Since you've been here in the role, what has surprised you the most, um, both you know, good and bad? I would say the, the most surprising thing is that despite the fact that Howard is a, a big school with a, lot, which large student, with a large student body, that it seems like a family. It, people are, are, are very friendly. Uh, now that COVID's over, there's a, a lot of places where I get lots of hugs and, and things like that on campus. So the, the biggest surprise has been just the, the, the camaraderie. And mm -hmm. I expected that coming here, I, I sort of girded myself to get a lot of pushback from some of the things that we had talked about that needed to get done. And, and so far, I think I'm still in the honeymoon period. Let's, <laughs> let's hope that stays that way. What are some of the initiatives that you have? And obviously, you're also supporting uh, the dean's office around research as well. So I want to you know, speak to our listeners a bit about both of those things, the, um, how you're supporting the dean's office and what the Department of Anatomy is particularly focused on today and, and what you're focused on in terms of bringing in students and giving them the best experience. So, so for, for anatomy, uh, one of the things that I've learned in, in talking to uh, folks here and folks who've graduated is that anatomy seems to be one of the more popular courses that all medical students take. Right. And so we want to, to keep that. We want to uh, bring in, because we've lost some faculty, so we want to bring in new faculty. We want to be innovative. So we want to be able to bring technology in because that's how students learn now. Yeah. And so we're really pushing to make sure that we have technology and sort of interactive teaching uh, in anatomy. Uh, it, one of the challenges of, of and, and you all were, were honest with me about, about anatomy, is that there was perhaps a, because they had multiple uh, interim chairs and there, were, there was not the same vision yeah. in the department. But uh, one of the things that, that I found is that if you work with folks and, and create a, a, a unified vision, mm -hmm. that everybody is moving forward with that. And so I think we've done that. 
I think I can honestly say I have a good working relationship with every single faculty and staff member in the department. Excellent. And so I think we're I think we're in good shape there. Good. And in the good. dean's office. So 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 that was that was part of the discussion that that we had uh, and and I had with with the previous dean who who brought me on, is that I knew that there were some challenges with regards to research and. In order for me to be able to support some of the changes that would happen, I would need to have an ear in the dean's office. And so I, I requested that, that I would have a, a, a dean's position in addition to the chair's position mm -hmm. that would allow me to be at the table when there are discussions about research. And so when Howard offered me a chair spot and also the, to become assistant dean for research and graduate studies, yep. I mean, you've given me everything that I want, <laughs> sort, of the, sort of the dream job. And, and with that, We've made some changes in, in a short period of time. So one of the things that happened in, in 2020 is that the, the, the provost reviewed all of the graduate programs across Howard, and they received different designations. And so there are six graduate programs in the College of Medicine, one for each of the departments. The first job that I was given in that role was to consolidate the six graduate programs into a unified graduate program in biomedical sciences. Yep. And so, uh, we put together a working group of faculty. We wanted this to be ground up. Uh, it has now been uh, approved by, the, by that group. Uh, the chairs are on board, the dean's on, the dean's on board, the dean of the graduate school is on board. And so we're expecting to have that presented to the board at their next meeting and we'll be ready to go in 2024. Great, so as we wrap, uh, one, my last question is always the same question to my guests. You've been here a year now, you, you've created you know, a lot of value, um, great programs, anatomy is strong. For the undergrad student who's listening to this and wants to come to Howard to do their PhD in biomedical sciences, why Howard? Interestingly, I had this conversation with the director of the Carr Scholars Program yesterday. Mm -hmm. and, and, and he had indicated that in their program, and these are some of the, the brightest STEM students in the country, right. and not a lot of them are, are coming to our graduate programs. And so what I will tell them is that we will give you the best education that you can get. One of the things that we will do is we will go to them and let them know that we want them and that they're welcome. We want them to go out and compete and find other places. And when they've done all that, still choose Howard Excellent. as their number one choice. And so we're going to make that happen. We're going to make them want to be here. And when they're here, I will have, we, I and the faculty will have a vested interest in them being successful. Excellent. I appreciate you. Thanks for being here. My guest today was Dr. Byron Ford, Anatomy Department Chair, and the M. Wharton Young Endowed Chair in Anatomy at Howard University. I'm Dr. Wayne Frederick. Please join me next time on The Dean.